microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Brett, Derek, and myself, Mike. And this week, I'm not going to be the only Mike on the show. I have procured a guest for us, and it's the comic guru himself from Comic Book Men, Mike Zapsik. So, can't wait to get him on a little later in the show. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you see him on the show, you know he's a blast there. So, I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with him tonight as well. Um, but speaking of shows, not just the podcast, but Brett, you were at uh, Motor City Comic Con this weekend, this past weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, went on uh, Saturday. It was huge crowd, tons of uh, stars, had uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton was there? Yes. Will Wheaton. Will Whedon, did did and, you uh, did you have him open up a an action figure and sign it so you could throw a hissy fit? No, oh. <laughs> actually, I couldn't get near him. He was pretty. He had a pretty long line. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He always draws it. Well, between Star Trek and of course Tabletop and Stand by Me and yeah. just just the the way he is. Um, yeah. They come they come to Disney. They they frequent Disney quite a bit. I know they. Come, I want to say they come down. Here at least, if not once a year, once every other year. You follow, you follow his his Twitter, and he talks about churros. When he ah, gets yes, the, the churro, churro kick, he he's at Disney. Yeah, yeah. I got to meet Billy Piper from uh, Doctor Who and Penny Dreadful. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. She is very cool. Got a signed picture, and it was funny because John Barrowman was there, and his sister was there as well. I'm not exactly sure what she does, but her booth was like sandwiched in between John Barrowman and Billy Piper's booth. Oh, <laughs> so oh. like so there's like millions of people at their booths and she's like in the middle of them with like nobody there so I'm like oh man uh-huh. that felt so bad for her she's on a hit series too oh my lord I can't remember who what what she does that, that's so I will keep looking for that while you're still giving this info about there goes the pop Better now yeah, so than hopefully he, uh, not later. <laughs> there were some great moments with them. Uh, I was waiting for my cousin to get a, a picture and uh, autographed and uh, some selfies with them. And uh, there was a person in line with a scooter, and uh, he he went whizzing around the uh, con on the, on the lady's scooter and then <laughs> drove it back to her and helped her back on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Almost sick out a few people. He drove it pretty well. I was surprised because he had to, like, he backed it out through the VIP or through the exit line. So there's, like, nobody there. But it was, like, a really thin spot that he backed it out in and then went driving around. <laughs> now, was it was it Carol Barrowman? Yes. She is an author. She's an author. Yes. Who I think he were they both work on a comic together, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. I think I actually, actually do a Torchwood comic, I believe. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. she she also wrote a uh, 
a anthology called Chicks Dig Time Lords. Ah, <laughs> yes, they do. So now, what was the like the photograph convention pricing like? I mean, was that reasonable? Did it get too out of hand? Max was sixty, and that was uh, what I paid for Billy Piper. The bad. thing that I don't like is that you can't that it's a separate price for a picture and for the autograph. So you're paying like 120 bucks. So you want a picture and an autograph with them. Oh, I don't yeah. think John Barrowman. I'm not sure how he did it, but <clears throat> but you actually had to get like a photo op with Billy Piper and had to like go to a certain place at a certain time and they have like professional photographers there. I'll like print it out and everything for you. We we, we did that at celebration with uh, Mike Quinn and with uh, Taya Sakar uh, Sirkar, uh, who's mm-hmm. the voice of Sabine. And it was like, okay, queue up, queue up, queue up. We're queued up. Okay, cool. Take your picture and go. Take your picture and go. I mean, they yep. were like, no, no. With the way they streamline it, there, there's. I know Mike um, was upset on Facebook saying, "I have no time with the fans. There, there's mm-hmm. no room because I like to talk to the fans. There's no time to talk." Really? Um, I mean, it was cool that they did the photos, but they they had the autographs. Uh, I don't know how it was at Motor City, so you could tell us here in a second. But they they had the stars scheduled for different time periods to be at the table. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some of them that would go over the time limit because there was just so many people. And then there were others because there were so many people and they were told, no, nope, your time's done, gone. They're like, uh, we paid for an autograph and we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And we were 10 people away and the person got up and left and was done. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, right with, with the way their booths are set up, you like come in one side and then you, you pay and then just walk across maybe like five five people length to the actual person to get their autographs. So maybe, maybe a couple, eight, maybe be two eight foot tables per guest yeah that yeah. way at least four feet a table four of the 16 feet is personal space with the with the talent and the rest is all the photographs and mm-hmm. chance for you to get whatever if you don't buy one of their pictures whatever you're going to have them sign get all that prepped yeah and uh i did i did get a compliment from her on my shirt though i had a doctor who shirt on so well that's cool <laughs> she, she said she said nice shirt but yeah that was like no time uh with us basically sign and leave sign leave so so, yeah, okay. definitely not a lot of time for talking. It almost that. seems not worth it anymore. Yeah. No, no. Voice actors will, will give you the, the time to talk. Um, yeah. But a lot of times, too, unfortunately, which is a shame, their their lines aren't as long. Mm. Um, it is a shame. I love voice actors. They're awesome. That's mm. that's why I try and get them on the show. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Um, now I gotta ask. I you are the third person since we got them done up, and I stepped up our game. How the media? I, I know we've done show badges in the past that say, "Hey, you know, here's the lo- show logo with our name underneath." How did the media badge go? It went fine. There was wasn't a ton of com- comments on it, but it was uh, pretty much wall to wall people. I mean, you could barely get near. If you're like walking down the aisles, you could barely get down an wow. aisle to look at like stuff. It was uh, like that crowded. Wow. So you you think. The, the show's outgrown their venue? Yeah, it has. Huh. Now, is this the first year sure. that it's been like this? or No, it's been like that for probably at least three or four years, oh, okay. which was nice for their press pass. At least I got like a few minutes to like, get in there, catch my breath, walk around for a little bit, see what's there before the, the humongous crowd oh, uh, cool. came in. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, yes, for, for you listeners, yes, I have upped our game and we do have actual media badges that mm-hmm. has what shows we work on and what we 
do for the shows. And I think it just takes us to the next level. It gives us that mm-hmm. more. I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have fun. You know, if you catch us at a show, we're gonna have fun and, and chat and whatnot. But allows mm-hmm. us to up the games and look more professional when when we approach like a Billy Piper or or someone else and make it easy to say, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. That way, we can bring these people to you guys mm-hmm. outside of the convention convention time. Also, yeah. it makes us super cool. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> There, there's that too. Yeah, <laughs> but that but it was when, uh, that's when the the bowling shirts and the possible soon to be baseball caps for us come and play as well. Oh yes. <laughs> Because just look at Eric and I at Celebration. Mm-hmm. We looked awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say so yourselves? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had people commenting on those shirts all weekend. And, of course, I cycled through. I started off Thursday with Weeby Geeks, Friday Mighty Marvel Geeks, since we had the show that night, and Saturday, Wookiee Radio. And, yeah, we had people loving the shirt, wanting to buy the shirts, actually. So Very cool. Check out the Facebook pages of Wookiee Radio, Mighty Marvel Geeks and Weeby Geeks to see what the shirts look like. If you're interested, hit me up. We'll we'll talk price. Got to see uh, if you check out uh, the Weeby Geeks uh, Facebook page. You can see some live videos from that I had filmed. Yeah, uh, from from the con. Had uh, got a picture of. Um, I think I got some video of John Barrowman and uh, Lou Ferrigno so. signing autographs. Yeah, I think he's he he's getting a little smaller, I guess, and as, as he's getting older, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was he was so pretty ripped, but it's hard to keep that up. Yeah. Well, Probably th- got rid of the roids too. <laughs> thankfully, he hasn't done like other bodybuilders, and whatnot. Where when they get older, they just stop doing it, and everything just goes to fat. And yeah, at least he's still maintaining. And, yeah, he's still so ripped and letting it come off, mm-hmm. come off a proper way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was uh, Sean Aston was there. I wish I would have had some Notre Dame stuff there. I would have gotten in line maybe to get, oh, get something yeah. signed by him. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love, uh, Rudy, yeah, Rudy. love that movie. <clears throat> love that movie. Based on a true story. Yep. Hollywoodized a little bit. Just and like Lord had, of the uh, Rings. Yes. <laughs> that was Hollywoodized a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle had, of the uh, Keep the cast never happened. <laughs> from a Weird Science was there. Um, had three people from American Pie, Mina Savari, oh, really? um, Shan Elizabeth, and I can't remember who the guy was. He's not one of the memorable characters <laughs> from from the from the movies. Which, which, character, cool. which character was he in the movie? <sighs> Gosh, I got to see. I didn't even know who he was. See, but they they have like um a moments of uh where you could give like all three of them uh pictures of all three all three of the cast or whatever. And I'm I'm sure that one the price is gonna be a little higher because you've got multiple yeah. multiple people in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I know like down here uh with Megacon, Stanley obviously that's gonna be a hundred plus. But mm-hmm. you kinda expect that for Stanley. Yeah. Um some some of the um Oh, that's who he is. <laughs> okay, he it was uh Thomas <laughs> Thomas Ian Nichol- Nicholas is his name. He played uh, Kevin. I think it was uh, Tara Reed. Tara uh, Reed's boyfriend? Yeah, and the first one. Uh, we can forgive uh, One of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't even looked to see with Megacon what they're pricing like. I can't believe that. Uh, let's see. Amy Jo Johnson. Um, she was 50 bucks for autograph, 50 bucks for a picture. Wow. Yeah. 
see Megacons this weekend, which I think it's crazy that there are shows doing, that there are conventions doing shows Memorial Weekend. Yeah, that's just... I mean, Phoenix, I could see them pulling it off because it's Phoenix. It's not a big major tourist thing, mm-hmm. but um, Orlando, I mean, we're a tourist area. Plus, we got the new section of Animal Kingdom opening up, the world of Pandora. <sighs> yeah, wait. <clears throat> I know this guy. I'm trying to get him on, uh, on the show, too. Uh-huh. Jordan Woods Robinson. Jordan Woods Robinson. He is on... Um, he is best known as the role of Eric in The Walking Dead. Mm. And I'm actually good friends with him. Oh. I'm actually very good friends with him. And I think he follows me on Twitter. And he charges 30 bucks for an autograph and 40 bucks for a photo op. I could get all that for free. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I, he's probably going to charge me. Yeah, probably. Hey, Jordan, uh, do you want your you want your fiddle on to be live in the house, the show? Autograph? <laughs> photo? <laughs> Yeah, I, I work with him at Epcot when he's one of our subs, or was. Oh, cool. I don't know if he still is or not, but... It's hilarious. They had the, the wrestler Big Van Vader. Oh, wow. Uh, there. And he actually had his mask He's still on. around? Yeah, yeah, he had his mask on when he was signing. Supposedly, might not be. Last I heard, he was dying because they were wanting oh. him to be... They were trying to push to get him into the WWE Hall of Fame this year because uh, of it. It looked, uh, looked pretty decent at the... Uh, con. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, Tim Curry package. This package includes a one-on-one moment with Tim Curry, professional photo, and an autographed photo. Uh, Two hundred bucks. It is Tim Curry, so yep. Uh, photo ops. Tim Curry's a hundred bucks. Barry Bostwick forty bucks. Nell Campbell and Patricia Quinn seventy-five bucks. Or Barry Bostwick, Nell Campbell, and Patricia Quinn one hundred and five bucks. <laughs> So that's Tim Curry. I mean, I don't know. I th- it seems like the pricing you guys have at Motor City is, is right. Yep. I, I think it's ideal. Uh, yeah, much cheaper. <laughs> Famke Jans- Jansen is uh, $50 for an autograph. That's not bad. Selfie photo is 60 bucks. Wow. Or photo op is 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Uh, 50 bucks for autograph, 70 bucks for photo. Uh, I'm just going through uh, Brent Spiner. He can't be that. He can't be that bad either. Uh, 50 and 50. Uh, Katie, Katie Lotz. Uh, 40, 30, 50. 40 for the autograph, 30 for a selfie, photo op, 50. Uh, Kavanaugh, Tom Kavanaugh from The Flash. I love him. Uh, he's, uh... 50 and 60. He's been great on that show. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're supposed to be talking about Motor City, but Mike Tyson's appearing at Megacon, Sunday only. At this point, what's the point? Mm. It's the same thing with Jerry Ryan. She's coming Saturday only. What's the point? You know? Yeah. Uh, John Schneider's gonna be here. Of course, former guest on the show. Mm. Uh, 50 and 50. We had his brother uh, Rob Schneider up here for uh, the Motor City Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're brothers. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you trying but, to kill me? Here's the list of canceled people at Megacon. Paul Wesley, <laughs> Arthur Darville, Charlie Cox, Sean Patrick Flannery, Norman Reed, is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, David Del Rocco, and Jenna Coleman. Wow, who's actually going to be there? <laughs> that's, that's a huge list of cancellations. Uh, list of people here, Catherine Bach, Tom Wopat, uh, 
supposedly <laughs> Meatloaf, but I thought Meatloaf had canceled. Barry Bostwick, Nell Campbell, Trisha Quinn, John Schneider, Spencer Wilding, which was... Nell Campbell or Nev Campbell? Nell Campbell. I think Nell Campbell died. No, Nell Campbell from Rocky Horror. Oh, I thought she was... Wasn't there a Nell Campbell on one of the... On the show where she was like a cook or something? Uh, Nell Carter? Ah, that may be it. Uh, yes. So you got <laughs> she was now something. <laughs> Big difference. Um, it's like, what's she going to be there for? <laughs> Spencer Spencer Wilding, who I guess is the the new Vader, the new man inside the Vader suit. Uh, Ray Park. It's the only two Star Wars guests this year. Uh, Tom Wilson from Back to the Future. Uh, Jerry Ryan. Gina, Gina Torres. Of course, she's sixty she, and sixty and eighty. Gina Torres. What is she in? Firefly. Uh, oh yeah, Hercules, Zena, so Zena, yeah. Cleopatra, twenty five, twenty five, <laughs> um, alias God, Cleopatra, twenty five. That was uh, my UPN. Their Sunday morning shows, alias uh-huh. Angel, twenty four, The Shield, Westworld, uh, Suits. Sounds like you guys get a lot more musical guests down there. We didn't have anybody at uh, music related at the at Motor City. We have we have two kids from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, nice! Uh, Caleb McLaughlin and Gaten Matsarazzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Felicia Day, Eliza Duchku, uh, Nicholas Brendan, which I'm afraid to hear the stories that are coming out of that one. <laughs> uh, Daniel Danielle Panabaker from The Flash. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. Uh, what's she charging? Forty, thirty, fifty. That's not bad at all. Um, Matthew Lewis from oh, Harry missed, Potter films. I missed the finale last night. Oh, oh did I forgot it was on. We have it on DVR. Yeah, it's on DVR. Yeah. I watched it. So Matthew Matthew Lewis, who was Neville Longbottom in Harry Potter, uh, fifty and seventy. I mean, I guess pricing's not too bad. But you look at celebration, like, yikes! So yeah, but that's kind of a different thing in a way. Yeah, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. So, um, so what was the exhibit? The exhibit floor like for for Motor City? It was nice. Since um, I uh, yeah, I ran across my uh, local comic uh, shop. Uh, they have a booth there every year, so ran across oh, yeah. them. He, he had a prime spot on one of the ends so he wasn't in the middle of the aisle where it was tough to get to him so that was good nice. but uh, i had awesome. some had some really picked up a bunch of uh trades for like five bucks and things like that rs alley was cool got some prints from uh ed mcginnis he used to do uh did um batman superman back in the day okay i'm not, I'm not sure what he's i think he's doing stuff now but i'm not sure what it is is in Deadpool, Amazing X Men, Avengers vs X Men. Awesome. So he's been, yeah, it was uh, three for twenty five. So it was really good, really good deal for him as well. And a uh, bunch of cosplayers there walking around. There wasn't any that were really there for signing or anything like that. So you, Mike would be happy to hear that. <laughs> hey, like I said, I have no problem with the, if they have their own table at. Artist Alley or on the exhibit floor. I just don't think they need to be in the same area as the in the autograph hall. I mean, I I love I love the um, I mean I love seeing cosplayers on the floor because there's some great ones. I just think the sh- local shows need to focus on the the local c- celebrity cosplayers instead of bringing people in. If they're going to pay people, bring in your locals. Give them give them highlights in the limelight. That makes sense. So that's that's my thought. Yeah, but it was a uh, good con. Um, I know some people behind the scenes aren't exactly happy with uh, the folks that run it. Kind of hoping that... Um, really? 
like Wizard World would uh, buy them out. <laughs> but I'm not sure about that because Wizard I, World is actually closed down uh, shows. I, I wouldn't want Wizard World buying them out. No, no. I I think they need to look. See, I don't, I don't. See, y'all are so close to Canada too. Van Van Expo might be a, a group that might step in, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, yeah, I think they they have a show here as well. I think during the year, Fan Expo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fan Expo Canada, Toronto Comic Con, Fan Expo Vancouver, Fan Expo Regina, Fan Expo Dallas, Dallas Fan Days, MegaCon Orlando, MegaCon Tampa, and Boston Comic Con. Oh, their shows. It's something that's called Fan Expo. Could be. Maybe it's Fan Expo Canada. Sure. Yeah, that's in Toronto. Yeah, well, it was in like a Dearborn or something. Oh yeah, it might be a different group. Yeah, yeah, but um, I guess there's issues with the uh, the way that the tickets are going and um, with the with the prices being so high, it's kind of the exhibitors aren't able to make very much as much money as they could because everybody's spending much money on their uh, the ticket to get in, and then if they want to get autographs and things like that, that's what they're spending their money on. Right. I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, ticket prices are getting up there. Yeah, I think it was $45 for Saturday. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, How so much? For com- 45 So for comparison... Um, since this is the last day to buy tickets online, uh, single pass for MegaCon Thursday is twenty bucks. Friday tickets thirty five. Saturday is fifty. Sunday is thirty five. It's not much they, difference. And they don't offer what's the deluxe package? I'm hoping the deluxe package is the uh, deluxe package is the four day pass and it's ninety nine dollars mm-hmm. in advance. I wonder if it might if that might be a way to, to um, kind of reduce the crowd too is maybe ha- open it on Thursday because it's only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there's only three days for people to go. Maybe if they had it more spread out, it would spread out the fans a little more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, the other option is just increase to a bigger venue. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Unless they go downtown, uh, somewhere to downtown Detroit, somewhere. I'm not sure where else they would be able to go. Yeah. And then I'm not sure. Well, I guess people, Novi's kind of a hike for folks as well, so it might not be that bad, but well, going down it, to Detroit would be another thing. See, here, here's, the show, and everything. here's the show hours for Megacon. Thursday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Really? Is it worth it? Wow. Um, Friday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Saturday, 10 to 7. Sunday, 10 to 5. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, price is not... I mean, I guess that's not too bad for pricing. I mean, still kind of on par with what you guys... Thursday, 25, uh, 20 in advance, 25 at the door. Uh, Friday, 35 and 40. Uh, Saturday, 50, 55. So basically starting tomorrow, since tomorrow's the first day of the show, it's going to be 25, 40, 55, 50, and 40. Or 110 bucks at the door for the four-day pass. But they have a family. If you bought them in advance, they had a family family pass. Two adults and up to four children. Thirty nine dollars in advance. Saturday sold out, but Friday is sixty nine and Sunday sixty nine. So, uh, did you do any of the panels at? Uh, no, my cousin did though, and she went to John Barrowman's, um, and he uh, he did it in a dress and was kind of I guess like just like a hangout, and I guess she said she had a lot of fun there, and it looked like it was a packed house for the uh, the panels that I saw online. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Next year I'm gonna. Unfortunately, I had work stuff on Friday, so I couldn't go Friday, and then I had stuff on Sunday, so I could only get there on Saturday. Next year I'll definitely try to make it on all three days, like I was trying to do this year, but didn't end up working out. Mm. Yeah, they're going to more panels and stuff. Cool. Yep. I don't know what to do next year. I have to see. Yeah. It's Memorial Weekend's just such a hard weekend. Mm-hmm. It it really is. Um 
because of the the whole fact of um, you know it's the start of our summer season, our peak season at Disney, and it's very hard to try and get this time off, especially like this week. If I didn't already have it approved, if I tried to get it approved a month ago, they would have laughed at me because we got the big Pandora press event going on, mm. and that's taken up a lot of people. So yeah, it's uh, holiday weekends are tough. Yeah, that's why I don't think I don't think a convention should be on the holiday weekend. Nah, I mean you got MegaCon, you got. Um, Phoenix is this weekend, and I know like our affiliate superhero stuff, um, which they've got a Spider-Man hero box coming out. There's instead of gold, gold and silver label, they're calling it radi. What they call it, radiated and normal, or something like that. Huh. Oh, cool. Um, when does that come? I'll have to check out for that. Ships in June. Being that I am a huge Spider-Man fan, dude, go for it. Uh, I think my favorite. Uh spider title out right now is um, Renew Your Vows. I haven't been reading that one. It's good. I like it a lot. Is it? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where it's supposed to be taking place, but (laughs) it seems like more like an Ultimate Universe type story. I think that's why I haven't been reading it. (laughs) Yeah. uh... But the stories are fun. Let's see. Uh, What do they say? Um, Do they not have this email? No, they don't. Hero Box. Theme Reveal. Spider-Man Mystery Box. It is hurry limited up to 300 so go to the weeby geeks pc.com the network page well actually go to weebygeeks.net as well um go to the homepage weebygeeks.net or go to the network page weebygeeks.pc.com or weebygeeks.pc.com either or uh, the network page is great because you catch keepers of the fringe dc superpowers podcast i love that show yeah wookie radio uh, i love that the, show too that's the star trek show <laughs> on the network um that's where you can catch all the different network podcasts. I mean, we got quite a few on there. Uh, talking comics, um, super podcast, super podcast on Magnifico, um, pod capers is coming on. Um, a new, another new show is coming called, um, uh, keeping up with the geek bros. So click the, on weebygeeks.net or weebygeekspc.com, the network site. Click on the f- superhero stuff or hero box image. And it'll take you to superhero stuff. It's just a quick, easy way to get there. It's a shortcut and, uh, Get your hero box. So this is limited to 300. Um, the box includes a Spider-Man t-shirt, a hoodie or a jacket, um, spectacular apparel, amazing accessories, spiders, possibly radioactive, and friendly uh-huh. neighborhood gear. Nice. Uh, the radioactive arachnid edition uh, is 69 bucks, guaranteed $100 retail value. This is equivalent to the gold edition. Take a look at some of the after-boxing videos or when we used to call them unboxing videos with some of the gold edition boxes I got, I guarantee you, those were over $100 value, or right at $100. So, I mean, if they say it, you're, you're guaranteed that much. Uh, the Arachnid Edition is the, the silver level. Uh, it's $49, and you get $70 worth of retail. At least $70 worth of retail. And I believe this is going to have um, have uh, possibly some some of the uh, Homecoming stuff in it, maybe. But Superhero Stuff does have some new gear from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and they're also running a deal, too, that if you use the code SW40. You get a free t-shirt with orders of $60 or more. Um, and everything is 20% off the Star Wars shop. Cool. And you Very get cool. and you get free midichlorians with orders of $25 or more. Nice. <laughs> so just remember that. Worst invention ever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, 
the 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 hero boxes. I mean, these are these are great boxes. I mean, this, you don't have to be. These aren't subscription. They're buy as you want, and that, that's one of the cool things about it. It's buy as you want, and and you can see some of the the past. They have pictures of some of the past boxes that they sent out. And it's some cool stuff. It really is. I mean, you, you just can't go wrong with it. So, Derek, if you get the Spider-Man box, I'll shoot you the email. Yeah, if cool. You, if you get it. I can do a video on it. Better see an unboxing. Do you want this too, Brett? Uh, sure. I feel like we're missing someone. Uh, I can't imagine who. Yeah. Um, I will say they have some, uh, some hero box hat boxes that come with a hat. <laughs> I love my flash hat. Uh, and when I saw Brian from superhero stuff at celebration, this is, this is how far customer service goes with them. They, he was great. I mentioned, I think I ordered the wrong hat size. He goes, you want to swap it? I'm like, would love to. So I brought the hat in. He took it, and a week later, I got got my replacement. Uh, so I will tell you, I wear, I have a lot of the, I have quite a few of the Reebok NHL hats. They're flex fits, and I wear a large, extra large, and those. These are new era. With the new era, I wear a medium large hat. So with with the Reeboks, if you wear a large, extra large, I would get the medium large unless you are really stretching the hat. Um, but they, they, they tell you how to do the sizing. Um, and they have either the fitted or which is the 5950 or the, uh, the stretch fit, which is a, a 3930 or adjustable, which is the 950. That, that's how you tell the difference. Plus, the, a lot of times the 5950s are flat bills. I hate flat bill hats. But just, no, no, please, no. But the, these hats are great. Uh, I had the Flash 3930 hat box. That hat's exclusive to, uh, to superhero stuff. It's an amazing hat. You can't go wrong with it. Yeah, I think that's all I had for the con. I'll be writing an article as well and up on the site. Cool. Of course, y'all's columns are now going to be coming over to uh, WeBeGeeks.net as well, too, right? So almost double duty with those columns, posting it on one and copying it to the other. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just changed the background on WeBeGeeks.net. I think it, I think I made it look good. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a they're doing a Father's Day hero box. It's a mystery box, and they come in two options. I like my dad edition, which is thirty nine dollars. Or the I love my dad edition, which is fifty nine dollars. I saw that. Yeah, that is so awesome. Um, every box includes. See, like this is the the Father's Day box. Um, every box includes a superhero T shirt, an out of this world Father's Day card. So I'm gu- I'm guaranteed a Father's Day card because I found out I'm getting I'm getting a box. I don't know which one I'm getting. Family hasn't told me that. Backyard barbecue items like pint glasses, beer koozies, mugs, and bottle openers. I could use a bottle opener. Um, mugs. Oh, I could go for another mug, but don't have space for Dad apparel items like socks and underwear. It's my Christmas wish list now. And comic slathered accessories like buttons, keychains, magnets, and wallets. Dude, I, I'm telling you, between this and comic bento and ripped apparel, what else do you need? Ripped apparel, go get your, your fan done gig products. You want the licensed stuff? Superhero stuff. Highly recommend their stuff. I, that's where I got my Jedi Academy hat at Celebration. What's from them? And comic bento, great way to build up your graphic novel collection. So, um, I apologize, Brett, for hijacking off and on. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to do a half-hour advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) 
How how would you rate if you had to do a rating system? How would you rate Motor City Mar- MotorCon 2017? Probably my second favorite out of the cons that I've been to. Okay. I think last year was really strong with uh, just the stuff that I got out of it and things like that. Where do you think they can make improvements? Better um, entrances into the the con and that um, just seems like better be, line. It seems like it's just that's a problem everywhere this year. Yeah, even for people that uh, pre-ordered tickets and stuff, it was still like a humongous line to get in. Uh, so definitely glad I didn't have to wait in those. Yeah, well, like I said, it seems like that's just been a common theme everywhere this year. I mean, celebration that was a. I mean, you heard us talk about the lines were insane. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it'll be curious to see how things go. So. Well, how about this? Why don't we take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, we'll mi- have Mike Zapsick from Comic Book Man on show. All right, hey, cool. Hi, geeksters. I'm Kylan, and I'm Ken, and, and we're, we're Geek Watch One. Are you interested in TV, movies, comics, games, and conventions? Everything from Trek to Wars, Marvel, to DC, D and D to WoW. Whovians to the Hulksters, then your search is over. We are the geeks you're looking for. Geekwatch One is available at countandken.podbean.com. You can also listen, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Just look for Geekwatch One. And you can interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Callan and Ken. And remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today. And remember, the Force will be with you. Always. So joining us on the line, uh, you know him from Comic Book Men. Uh, you might know him from the few podcasts he does uh, on the Kevin Smith Smodco Network. Smodco uh, Network, yeah. And of course, that voice right there is the voice of the Encyclopedia of Comics, the comic guru himself, Mike Zapsik. How you doing tonight, Mike? What's up, What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good. So <clears throat> how is it you became... Came the Encyclopedia of Comics, or the Walking Encyclopedia of Comics. Uh, uh, retentive memory and very little else to do in my life. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, th- this is what happens. Well, you, you can't be doing too bad with with, with the, the couple shows that you do do. I sell comics. Uh, great show. I love the show. Thank you very uh, much. Appreciate I, it. I, I'm, I miss the companion podcast to Comic Book Men. Um, and and the, the cast of Comic Book Men alone, uh, I mean, you guys are great cast. It's a great chemistry. Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah, well, we've all been friends for like, oh God, uh, yeah, almost twenty years, all of us. Wow, I think that's that's part of what makes the show so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how that is and Brian just? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I interrupted. I apologize. No, 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 that's okay. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, that and, and Brian just fucking everybody's balls constantly. That's, uh, <laughs> that's part of the, the chemistry, too. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> it, 
it, an episode where there isn't any ball busting going on is not a Brian Johnson episode. <laughs> no, well, there, there is no episode where there's no ball busting going on. So <laughs> they're, then they're all Brian Johnson episodes. <laughs> so how is it you originally started um, there at uh, Jane and Silent Bob's Secret Stash? I actually started out as a customer. I was, um, yeah, the, it, it, com, uh, Jane and Silent Bob's Secret Stash used to be uh, a comic book uh, shop called Comixology. And I, I lie to you not that the guy who ran the place was, if you took 400 pounds of silly putty and, and put it on a Simpsons comic book with the comic book guy on it and lifted it off <laughs> and just draped it in, in purple velvet, <laughs> oh. that would be that would be the original Steve Dave. Uh, this that- guy, his name was Steve, actually. He was the proprietor of the comic book shop in question and he did speak exactly like that and um, I have a great story about that uh, unbeknownst to me Walt and Kevin used to go to comicsology too and this guy he wouldn't read any of the comics that he had it's like hey is this a good comic I don't know I don't read that book uh, he was only reading the adult titles but uh, Walt Walt Flanagan um, the manager of the secret stash my friend Walt he, um, he actually accepted he, this guy said he was having a party for all of his uh, his steady customers and uh, Walt was trying to see if he could get a better discount, like maybe 20-25% off of his comic. And he ended up saying, yeah, sure, I'll come to your party. And uh, he answers the door and his he says, oh, Walt, come in. And uh, at the top of the stairs is, he's like, this is my wife. In her country, she's considered a genius. And she, like, screamed out something uh, unintelligible, another language, according to Walt, and um, turned on her heels and, and, like, went to their bedroom. And so he and Walt, it was very strange. Um, uh, but he said he played video games with him and had some pizza for like two hours and then just left. <laughs> and the reason why Kevin bought the sash uh, is Steve, Steve Dave. They couldn't remember if his name was Steve or Dave. So they hey, how you doing, Steve Dave? And uh, <laughs> he, he didn't correct them. So they just started calling him Steve Dave. Hence, that's where <laughs> Steve Dave comes from. That's but, awesome. Um, his uh, genius of a wife convinced him <laughs> to move back to Taiwan or Thailand or wherever the hell they were from. She was from. And we, we, assume that she was a um, a mail order bride because um, I heard from somebody over in Thailand uh, someone came back who kn- who knew him said that uh, the minute that they touched ground over there she she like bolted and dumped them left them uh, and now he's over there uh, making pizza and teaching uh, Thai boys how to speak English <laughs> wow. and that's, I, I'm, I'm, that may or may not be a um, uh, an innuendo that I just dropped I, I'm not sure I don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> so now yeah, it's going to be a, a bunch of Taiwanese boys going, oh, I have not read that book. <laughs> oh, I don't read that book. That is, that's crap. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I was a, I was a uh, customer once Kevin bought the store, and um, Wolf Flanagan would help me um, rebuild. I was rebuilding my collection again. Uh, I've rebuilt. Uh, I've, I've kicked over a sandcastle of a collection many a time, and um, I was rebuilding my collection from the ground up. This, you know, and Walt and I struck up a friendship, and I guess it didn't bother him too much because he needed uh, help like two days out of the month, and it just started showing up more and more. And uh, I used to be a chef, and my wife 
wife wanted me to, to stop being a chef, so I started going back to uh, to college, community college uh, here in Jersey, and I, it just it became a full time thing. It's just one of those really weird, you know, this is your your life falls into certain habits, and right. my habit was to just show up at the stash every day, and I started to clock in. It was weird. <laughs> so it must have been awkward when you showed up to pick up books one day, and Walt hands you a paycheck at the same time. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> you know, I just signed the paycheck over, and then you know. <laughs> in lieu of uh, you know, money here, yeah. taking my paycheck for my comics. Sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, yeah, it worked out well. So you, you were talking, you were rebuilding your collection. What is in your collection these days? Uh, my collection. Um, I have some, some key uh, silver and bronze age books. Um, mostly, you know, like the, uh, the heavy hitters, you know, like Amazing Spider-Man 300, New Mutants 98, you know, the, the, the touchstones. But uh, I upgraded from like single issues to omnibus format oh, yeah. books. Mm-hmm. So I have well over 100 of those. Wow. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, easy access. You can read an entire, you know, um, multi-year's worth worth of, of stories in just one setting. So. All right. we, we have the perfect description box for you, then. Oh, really? It, it's one of our affiliates called Comic Bento. Yes, Comic Bento. Are we going to do a commercial for them? Because, I mean, I'd love to get into that. No, uh, we can. Um, they're, they're one of our affiliates, <laughs> and they're a great service. Uh, I've gotten their bo- their box a couple times, and yeah, 25 bucks for $40 worth plus of, of graphic novels or trades is absolutely amazing yeah great way great way Fantastic. to build up a collection exactly if I, I didn't work at a comic store I'd be like all over that <laughs> yeah <laughs> now I remember I remember that you lost a lot of your collection um, during Hurricane Sandy right right is that, is that when you decided to start going with the omnibus yes actually that's that's when I upgraded mm. uh, I lost oh man did I lose so many books it was uh, heartbreaking. Actually, uh, Rob Bruce, our uh, pop culturist, who comes in and, you know, whenever we have a, a dilemma of something that we don't know about, right. something that's not in our, our uh, wheelhouse, uh, he, he actually came over. I think part of it was to see if he could salvage anything. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> part of it was that, and part of it was to kind of gloat and be like, ah, I didn't get hit by Sandy, and you did. But uh, <laughs> another part was that my heart was broken, you know, that you're throwing out like decades worth of um, collecting. Mm, and, geez. you know, hunting down that particular issue or, you know, just waiting for that hardcover to come out. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, but... Uh, you know what? It, it was it was kind of a shock. It, it, my house looked like uh, God picked it up and shook it like a snow globe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, five feet of water will do that to you. Oh, mm, yeah. Thanks. Here, I thought it was bad. I, my, I had a basement that flooded and I lost like five long boxes. I can't imagine what you are. Uh, End up losing. I, I actually, yeah, I had that happen once before. It was uh, when we were renting a condo, and uh, I, it's ironic because the only comic that I lost were Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he doesn't do so well in water after all. <laughs> no, no. Where, where, where is your fish now, Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll ask this question as customer and um, employee of a comic book store i've been collecting myself uh like i'm really big on the the current marvel run of star wars and excellent excellent and when they get to that six or seven book and then they release the trade paperback even though i have the individual issues in your opinion is it still worth picking up the trade paperback to go with it oh absolutely first off um collectors mindsets are such strange 
we're 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 an us breed is what we are. That's for uh, sure. Have it in multiple. <laughs> have it in multiple format is uh, it it strikes like a mania in us. Yeah. Where we oh wow they've got extra content. It's like buying mm. uh, you know everybody who's who has a Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. And I know even that even that is like old school. If you've got a Blu-ray player and you're not just streaming everything, but uh, you know you have a, a Blu-ray player and you have a DVD collection, but you want to get the Blu-rays because there's extra content on there. Mm-hmm. It's, you have to have multiple formats. So getting a trade paperback means you can keep your um, your Darth Vader number one nice and sealed yeah. uh, in a box out of direct sunlight, but you've got the trade paperback and you can just read it and be like, this is amazing. See, that, that, that's my approach. Uh, one of the things I liked about Marvel up until February, and I'm glad they rectified it uh, starting in May, was I buy the book. I, I know I do the unthinkable pill the code off so I could get the digital copy, then put <laughs> it in the in the in the box so it stays nice and fresh, and I can read it on my tablet. Right. Because with, with me at work, I I'm being out in the elements all the time because uh, I work at entertainment at a local theme park here in the Orlando area. Um, I don't want to risk the books getting beat up, so I like having the of course not. the digital. Um, but I I have a couple of the trays, and I was just got to thinking, is it really should I go back and get all the others just to keep the collection I'm, pure or is it? Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, trade paperbacks and hardcovers because I'm first off, they look, it makes you look really smart having a bookshelf full of, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, great. And, um, you know, Marvel is smart because they do the, the their uh, hardcovers in the same format. Now, back in the day, they were, it was, everything was just willy nilly. It was just different sizes and everything looked crappy. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but nowadays they, they have the, it's, it's an oversized format. It looks really, really good on your bookshelf. And even the, the trade paperbacks, which are uh, comic size, they're, they're still just a little bit bigger and they look a little more impressive. Yeah. And I do like a nice hardcover too. Of course, because who doesn't? I mean, it, it makes you feel, it makes you feel scholarly, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yes. <laughs> and when it, I look at my bookshelf and there's my ghostwriter hardcover. And, <laughs> and it, the rough thing was, though, is I have a Teen Titans omnibus that I was uh, dragging around on Water City Comic Con to get signed by George Perez, and it's not light to drag those things around. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, George, was that uh, last year or the year before? A uh, year before. Cause, yeah, because he wasn't there this year. No. And uh, from what I understand, George had to cancel all of his uh, Comic Cons for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know he's been having some health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a heart attack. He was actually going to um, the East Coast Comic Con here in Jersey, and he had a he had his heart attack in Jersey, which you know oh, just and oh wow, and that's the same Comic Con that Herb Trimpey died right afterwards. Oh, so, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so I mean, I think that you know, East Coast Comic Con better get on that and you know assure that uh, assure the creators that they're not trying to kill them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they're not cursed or something. They could get the Archbishop out of New York to to exercise the, Do the venue or something. Egg- yeah, I think that probably be for the best. Either that, or if he's not available, I'm sure Brian could do it. Uh, no, Brian would probably uh, end up cursing it worse than they already uh, are. So, <laughs> now with Comic Book Men, what what's been one of your favorite episodes or one of your favorite guests that you've had come into the store, whether they're celebrity or or Joe Schmoes? 
Uh, it was George Perez, uh, hands down. George Perez and, you know, obviously Stan Lee. Having Stan was phenomenal. Adam West was very cool. Just oh, that was, a, guy. that was a great episode, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I'm only sorry that we didn't get... Um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name now. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Um... Uh, the gentleman who played uh, Green Hornet. Somebody help me out. Ben Williams. Ben Matt, Williams, yeah. <laughs> ben Williams, who passed. I would have loved to have, you know, gotten him and uh, Adam and, and have them do the um, the drag race. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Great episode. Due to insurance reasons, we can't go more than 12 miles an hour. I know, over it. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, even Muse Lapis. That was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, drive, man. Drive. He's like, Walt will have me fired. I'm like, ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> Now, did you guys ever get to actually take the bat boat on the water? Or? No, no. It was locked right onto the uh, the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, man, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got to see it. Oh, it was great. And, hey, I, how many people can say that they uh, they actually shunned themselves on the bat boat? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, y'all have seen the Batmobile, the bat boat, and the bat copter correct yes that's true and don't forget the bat cycle that's right so right, yeah. so what all's missing now from from the 66 batman that y'all are, are missing uh the batgirl cycle that's about it mm. the batgirl cycle and that's that's it just the batgirl cycle and uh the sub i, I mean <laughs> oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the sub from the movie yeah well that was the bad guy thing so i mean <laughs> I don't really count that. Yeah. And, and oh, wait a minute. The uh, the bat uh, parachute rescue squad, cleanup squad. <laughs> That's that right. That cool. That van. It's yeah. got to be someplace, right? It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Kevin probably bought it and turned it into the mystery uh, machine uh, for Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you have like a favorite item that people have brought into the store? So? Um, this past season, somebody brought in a Captain America shield. Actually, I don't even know if that made it to air. But oh. Ming bought a, a Captain America battle damage shield, and it was so cool. That's awesome. Was, this guy actually took, I mean, it takes him like 40 hours to make the thing. Wow. And it's a thing of beauty. And uh, he, he only makes like one every month, so he sells them for like 500 bucks. I so, think, I mean, I that was pretty cool. I think we've seen him online once. Yeah. His, uh, his stuff. He makes some really yeah, good he stuff. Goes to, he goes to cons a lot, so yeah. Yeah. Now, stuff that has made it on air, That what's been one of your favorite items that's coming into the shop? Um... We had the $6 million man action figure. That that just brings back memories. Um, uh, yeah, the Batcave was pretty cool. Yeah. The oh, Nego yeah. Batcave. I mean, it was a lot crappier than I remembered it. <laughs> you know, when that's you're always, a kid, everything looks cool. Yeah, that's always the case. When I saw the Batcave, I have flashbacks to my my old Justice League playset. Uh, oh, yeah. That, oh, God, yes. That was, all, that was <laughs> that's some fun stuff. The, the same way. Cardboard wrapped in plastic. In clear plastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And it, I mean, it had that funky smell if, if you left it yeah. in the car. I used to take my uh, my stuff down to the beach, and uh, I'd leave it out. It'd, it'd be in the car, and it'd have that, like, vinyl-y smell. Yeah, It'd be oh, all yeah. soft and, and wavy, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is kind of crappy. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's your childhood, so everything was, like, magic back then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, like the, now, it's like some of the TV shows from back then. We loved them as yeah, kids. Exactly. We watch them now, and like, why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, try watching Knight Rider. You know, I was just thinking that. Yep. I, I, I was, was going to say, try watching Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I have. 
try watching uh, ISIS and and you yep. know not have uh, unfortunately not having fantasies about uh, Joanna Cameron. It's like oh, you know, just <laughs> following the story. It's like now my eye keeps going back to her. It's, yeah, you know, the, the story doesn't matter anymore. It's just her. That that was my problem back then as a kid too. It was like <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big problem. That's why I, you I know mean, it's like the, the ISIS Shazam hour. I'm like just make it all an ISIS hour. I, yeah. I want to see Shazam. Who cares about Shazam? The dude with the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm tired. I, seriously, why didn't I was going to say why didn't somebody call the authorities on you know a teenage kid riding around with the, a dude named Mentor? <laughs> because it was because okay, Mentor kept telling Billy to put on his seatbelt. Yeah, I know. Oh God, yeah, Les Tremaine. It was a different time back then. It was very much a different time. <laughs> I I struggled through Shazam so I could get to ISIS and then get to Ark Two, which was in my area. Oh. The show right after. I remember Ark Two. That was um, oh, that that sucked. Yeah. That sucked really bad. They had those really, really, really crappy jetpacks. Yeah, and you're one of the first people when I mentioned Ark Two who has actually said they know what I'm talking about. Oh, of course. It was uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, Prescott and Schlemmer. Um, yeah. That circle thing that just kept going around. And they also did um, what was it? Space Academy and yeah. uh, Jason of oh my God, Jason of Space Command. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you remember Jason of Space Command, that was Sid Haig was the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sid Haig from House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Oh, going, going back. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And John, Jonathan Harris is uh, the headmaster of Space Academy. Yep. Oh, poor, poor misunderstood Jonathan Harris. <laughs> and then we moved to Sundays with all the Filmation shows. The Filmation uh, I, and Sid and Marty I, Croft. Uh, those are some of my Sid, favorites. Yeah, Sid and Marty Croft. Yep. But like the, well, around here, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, with Filmation, you had Ghostbusters with Larry Storch and um, what's his name from F Troop? Uh, yeah, uh, Forrest Tucker. Yes. And then there was, uh, what is it, the, sh- the one with Ruth Buzzy and Jim Neighbors? So, oh, God, yeah. Far Out Space oh, Nuts? Or no, that, Far Out Space, space Nuts was, was uh, Bob Denver and uh, Jim McCann. Yes, that's right. Oh, God, Ruth did, Buzzy and, um, I remember the Jim Neighbors and Ruth Buzzy was, oh, God. Uh, but now it's going to haunt me. I, I remember, uh, and, oh, no. Ugh. <laughs> so close. Somebody will figure it out. Somebody, <laughs> one of you guys will Google it. Heading that's there, a right? good idea. <laughs> I just don't remember if it's Phil or Sid and Marty Croft? Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was Filmation. I think it was it was the same company that made, and it was probably the same set from uh, Far Out Face Nuts. That wouldn't surprise me. But Sid and Marty, that was um, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Sure. I love that. Uh, that one was uh, awesome. Lidsville. Yeah. Bill, um, 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 HR Puff and stuff. The Bugaloos. Can't do a little because you the can't bugaloos, do enough. Yeah. The Bugaloos, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Electro- Bugaloos. Electro Woman and Dino Girl. Yeah. Under Buggy. Yep. Actually, here's what's funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the girl who played um, Dinah Girl was the daughter of William Do- Dozer, who did um, Batman. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't and, know that. And who knew Electra Woman would be such a uh, soap opera star as well? Yeah, yeah. She, and uh, a nighttime soap opera star, too. Yeah. But then we look at the old Wonder Woman series and go, oh, Wonder Girl becomes the, the, the love interest in the Officer and Gentleman. <laughs> yeah, she won an Oscar for Terms of Endearment. Good for her. <laughs> so, in your collection currently, what's one of your your prize pieces that 
you you don't want to show, but you're more than willing to brag about. <laughs> uh, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, actually, I was able to pick up uh, an Alex Ross print of the Justice Society ooh. from the Warner Brothers ooh. store. Nice. Wow. It still has the Warner Brothers store sticker on the back with the uh, certificate of authenticity. Oh. That's that's pretty key. Yeah, nice. wow. that sounds nice. Now, what about I'm stuff up? Oh, I was go ahead. Gonna say, there's some stuff that uh, that fans um, have given me. I, I got this. Um, it's it's a, a pop vinyl of me that oh, a fan cool. had made, and it it looks almost like it should have come off the uh, the Funko shelves. You know, that's wow. awesome. And uh, so, actually, we do. Ming and I were doing um, a lot of Walker Stalkers. Oh and, yeah. Um, we became friendly with um, with uh, Eric Jansen, who was the doctor in uh, The Walking Dead at Grady Memorial. Yeah. Yeah. And he oh, also right. played yeah. Thurman. Yeah. He also played Thurman Munson uh, in The Bronx Is Burning, huh? and he, he gave me a signed baseball uh, of the cast of The Bronx Is Burning. Oh, uh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So that's one of my prized possessions too. That's awesome. So on the other side do you have like a, a holy grail that you've always wanted but haven't been able to get you mean like besides an action comics number one well yeah i mean that's the obvious <laughs> the obvious choice but okay, and, little... and obviously the holy grail itself i would love that That'd be yeah that's well, nice yeah. for bragging right <laughs> <Sure. laughs> something a little more personal to you i was thinking uh to be honest with you it's you know what there is one thing that i've yet to find that that no one has brought into the store um but when i was a kid i had a fat albert lunchbox Ah. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids lunchbox with the thermos. Awesome. I know. I, I would love to get that back. But you know what? It, it's got to come to me. I can't go after it. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's the, the, the one really cool... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I keep forgetting we have a little bit of a lag, but I was going to say, um, the one of the cool things about working in the stash is, you know, if there's stuff that Walt doesn't think that the that we could move, and, you know, he's like, hey, you know, by all means, go to town and, and see if you can get, you know, a good price for yourself. That's that's how a lot of my collection got uh, restored, is I was able to have people bring stuff to me, and it's like, hey, you know, um, what will the stash give me for this? I'm like, stash isn't going to give you squat, but guess what? I will. <laughs> and the show with Ruth Buzzy and Jim Neighbors is called The Lost Saucer. And there's a reason why it was lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jim Neighbors and, my God, Ruth Buzzy's still alive, I think. I think so. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Well, then he just passed away, didn't he? Uh, a couple years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It hasn't been too long. So you must, uh, you must see some, meet some interesting people um, that try to bring in stuff that that maybe uh, don't realize that you could tell it's not quite uh, up to snuff. Oh, you mean people who bring in crap? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and try to try to pawn it off as something valuable or. Oh yeah, I, I, we get the phone call every uh, every week, at least twice a week, about hey, I found in Action Comics number one. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, really? And like, yeah, my, my father had it in the attic. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you can bring it down and, and you know, certainly we'll we'll take a look at it. And they, they bring the Treasury Edition with the, uh, the exterior, you know, cut off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Comic books were a little bit bigger back in the day, but not this big. This is Treasury size. There's a reason why. And, you know, and they're like, no, no, you're trying to rip me off. I'm like, eh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Other way around, pal. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you had an action comic number one, you wouldn't be walking.
walking out of this place alive. Yeah, no kidding. What, what's been one of the more unique things that's come in that you're like, where has this been hiding? Or you had to call Robin to go, what exactly is this? Um, we've had a couple of things. Um, there was actually two, I think it was two seasons ago, someone brought in uh, an entire, and it was painstakingly done. Someone had recreated Ditko's artwork for Amazing Fantasy 15. Oh, wow. All 11 pages. Oh, wow. I mean, someone, it, it looked like, not like a, a, a blatant forgery, but it's, there were, it, it was amazing. I mean, just the way that they had done it. They even did the cover. Hmm. And uh, it, it was, it was, it was quite um, unique, but it was um, done on um, blue line paper. And they didn't have blue line paper back in the day. Mm. They, they did have comic boards, but it wasn't like blue line. So that was kind of a mystery. We were trying to figure out where this came from. And it turns out that, you know, everybody had um, a story about it. I heard there were three guys who claimed that, you know, a uh, father or uncle did it. And we're like, oh, okay. One guy said it was stolen from him and, and he'd like it back. And I'm like, dude, no way. <laughs> yeah, I'm first off we we bought them and we're not going to just oh well, oh okay, they were they were stolen from you. So let's you know, I'm not even going to check your story out. Let me just give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> but once once I called him on that, he he didn't. You know, I'm like, "All right, bring me proof that this was stolen from you like a police report." And, you know, we'll talk. And he's like, "All right, I'll I'll be, I'll be there tomorrow." And never never heard from him again. So What a surprise. I know. So so is anybody brought? Or go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. Has anybody brought anything into the store that they thought was like worth nothing and ended up being like? Worth a lot? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the, the off-season, we get people doing that all the time. Some lady can actually, uh, I'll tell you two stories. One, uh, a lady brought in stuff from her, you know, her kids didn't want it. She was going to throw it out, but she she heard about the store. And uh, so she brought in, a, like, a stack of crappy comic books, mostly just junk. And uh, turns out she had a Hulk 181 in there. Wow. Not in the best of conditions, but enough that we gave her $300 for it. Wow. 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 So, yeah. She she thought she was just going to be like walking out of there with like ten bucks, but she ended up walking out with uh, three hundred. <laughs> not bad. Yeah, and a guy came in uh, not too long ago, and he had he came in with this box, and he slides it over to me, and he says, "My father used to, you know, back when he was seventeen and still in high school, he uh, he drew for some comic books, and he said these are the ones that you know we have left. He just passed away, and uh, I'm just settling up." the estate and you know we're, we're closing up the house and um i was wondering if these were worth anything and i'm like oh my god and there it was a bunch of golden age stuff and oh. he had pristine copies of like ec comics and stuff in there and i said look i i really uh would uh, I, I sort of implored him to take him to, to auction. He's like, you know what? I, I just want to move on with my life. You know, we're settling up my father's estate and, you know, you want him, um, you know, I'll sell him to you or I throw him in the garbage. And I'm like, no. oh my God. And <laughs> the stash doesn't deal with Golden Age comics. So I'm like, listen, and I, I, I had a pocket full of money that day because, uh, you know, I wanted the racetrack. No, I didn't. I, I don't gamble. But <laughs> I, I gambled on this. And I said, I, I pulled money out of my pocket. I said, would you 
I said, you know, just flipping through these and not doing any research on them because, um, you know, I didn't even go on uh, online to check. I said, would you take $500 for him? He's like, I will take your $500 with, with gratitude because I was just about, honest to God, I was going to throw him in the dumpster. Wow. And I said, oh, oh, I am so glad that you didn't. <laughs> so so that was, you know, and he looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, I, dude, thank you so much. You have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> now we, we we see on the show where Waltz and we we totally get it from you know for those who watch Pawn Stars as well. You know y'all are trying to make money. Y'all trying to get the best price to for for an item so you can get the the better return. But have you? We don't see that moment of something coming in and the person's asking less than what they should. Has, has Walt ever corrected that? Well, where somebody's like, hey, I want uh, like fifty dollars for this and it's worth like a thousand. Yeah, yeah, we've actually done that, and we we try to be. Here's the thing. Um, any any good comic book store or any retailer uh, who who buys and sells uh, has only their reputation to rely on. Right. right. So all you have to do is screw over one person, and it gets around. And uh, so we have we have uh, made a conscious effort, and um, it, the only two people who buy it are for me and Walt anyway. So yeah. when uh, whenever we're buying, we try to be as fair as we can. We give um, if, if someone brings in a collection and they let us cherry pick because we're not going to buy an entire collection, an entire long box full of comics that ninety percent of our crap, and you're going to find maybe five or six in there that are worth you know, 20 or 30 bucks. And in rare cases, you know, uh, a really high ticket item like a uh, an amazing Spider-Man 300 or um, a giant size Eggman number one. You know, and we try to give, a, you know, a third to a half of what we can get for it. Okay. And that's that's not that's not guide price. That's like up at a minute price because guide prices are usually out of date. Oh, yeah. The moment they're published, oh. they're out of date. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like Kelly Blue Book. That's, it's, it's a nice little, um, it's, it's a nice baseline for you to start at but you know you go online you check you check your uh, your ebay's your mycomic.com see the auction site who how much did this go for do an average and then you know and what hi- history will show what we could um, potentially get for say a, again a Hulk 181 you know it's it's an $1800 book and how much can you get for it you know it's not in mint condition so you're looking at like a seven $750 book in like you know mid range so we give you 300 bucks for it okay. and if you take it to you know another comic store they're gonna they're probably gonna do um, worse than we will so that's a nice thing you know once you got a good reputation um, maybe Maintaining it is fairly easy, uh, but if you screw up once, you're you're you know. Oh yeah. You're, you're that guy. You're that guy. Oh, oh those guys. And the 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 bad reputation will spread faster. Oh, absolutely. Do you ever wish the show would show every now and then a moment like that? Because you know we we see we see you guys being the hard businessmen, you know, going. Oh, we we know you're asking retail. We can't pay retail because we got to make profit off it ourselves. Um, do you ever wish they, they show the fact that you guys are you know reputable and, and do you know, do that type of thing? I think they have. I you know what we uh, I can think of one instance right off the top of my head. There was a uh, the Superman uh, Muhammad Ali Treasury Edition that mm. came in. It was beat up, and the guy wanted fifty bucks because he was trying to um, raise money for uh, like a youth center. So we gave it to him. It's like he wanted fifty bucks. We're like, we're not even gonna haggle. 
It's, you know, it's for a good cause. And, right, you know, right. Walt and I both put in 25 bucks. And, you know, it's that that sort of goodwill goes a long way, too. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. I, I, and I remember that episode, and I, I thought that mm-hmm. was great. Um, oh, yeah. That was worthy cause. It's it's just me. I would I would love to see the show do one of those where you know, like you said, the you know the woman comes in looking for fifty bucks and she ends up walking out with three hundred because she didn't know what she had. Uh, there's also actually now that I think about it, we also did that one. There was uh, the one guy who came in because he uh, was trying to sell his father's uh, comic books to pay for college, and we we hooked him up with the CDC. You know? Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yep. certified guarantee company. Yeah, and and you know he actually was able to pay for his is college um, with those comics. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Well, actually just one year because, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> college is expensive. Yeah. yeah. I remember an episode where a while ago where um, one of your regular customers was uh, sick and uh, the guys from the shop ended up going to his house and going through his um, collection and you guys did oh, an yeah. auction. Yeah. The, wow. That was, yeah, Gary Con. That was a project yeah. and a half. That took up almost the entire season of just going through his books and putting them in. And um, we, we found out they were going to get Stan on that season. So we put some aside for Stan to sign so we could, you know, get more money for him. Wow. Yeah. He made, yeah, he made like 30 grand off of his collection, which, you know, he, he just wanted like, like five or 10. Mm. So we were able to, to like double his, or actually almost triple his money. Wow. You know, that he he wanted so that was you know Gary was a uh, he's still alive he's you know oh good great guy um but you know he was uh he was one of our our first customers and he was a very loyal customer for a very long time so you know we try we you know what it's, it's like anything else we're we're not completely heartless <laughs> yeah. those, those pawn star guys right yeah and that seeing seeing that those makes all the work worth it when you you see it how did. you helped him and just his wife came up to us and she was in tears and she's just like this is you know this is the best thank you so much and you know you have to get back if you don't then you know you're just you're just playing the game right what's been one of the favorite road trips or on location um, or go to location type trips that you all have done on the show my favorite one uh, or or top three uh, (laughs) okay uh, I'll I'll give you my top three Jeffy's Museum down in Baltimore that was amazing Uh. if you ever get a chance take the road trip and go to Jeffy's in in Baltimore yeah right outside of Camden Yard Um, you can go catch an Orioles game and then go or actually go to the museum first and then catch an Orioles game. It, it's gorgeous. It is. It's like walking through the best museum there is. <laughs> it, it's pretty damn amazing. Yeah, I want to. I definitely want to um, go down there. And uh, we we went to uh, Wild West City. Walt wanted to go because he went as a kid, <laughs> and so we went back to Wild West City. That was a lot of fun. We filmed an entire day there, and and you, I think we only got like fifteen minutes worth of uh, like film from the uh, that was used. But we filmed for like hours. <laughs> Wow. It was pretty cool. It looked like fun. It was. We had a blast. And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, another one. Uh, uh, Chris, the Jaws guy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Cool. He had an amazing collection. Yeah. That was a pretty... It was all 
all uh, he had two rooms full of jaw stuff, and that was just amazing. But mm. what we didn't show you uh, when we pulled up, it looked like an abandoned warehouse. Oh wow! <laughs> and it, it wasn't abandoned. Um, there was um, there was a guy named Bill Diamond who uh, worked with uh, Henson Studios, and now he's yep. a puppeteer on his own. I think he worked for Henson Studios, and now he's a puppeteer on his own. On his own. And he he's won Emmys for um, his puppeteer puppeteering. Oh, and uh, he does a yeah he does a TV show out of there. He's got oh, wow. a, a couple of studios and just the those two rooms are really cool. But the rest of his uh, his layer it's like <laughs> two full two full floors of studios and um, he's got props. He has one of the um, one of the headpieces to the staff of Ra from um, Raiders. Wow. And that was awesome. He let me touch that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, it'll melt your face. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, what Y'all are getting ready to start filming the new season this summer, correct? Here in a couple weeks? Right, in, in two months. Two months. We start okay. in July. Okay. Usually, how long is the uh, recording process or the filming process for that? Uh, we we do it um, five days a week from uh, 10 to 6. Um, we open the store in between um, shooting different segments. But we're, we're there for from 10 to 6, uh, Monday through Friday. And occasionally, we'll work a weekend. But it's... it's uh, um, eight solid weeks of that. Okay. Hmm. Okay, we got to squeeze a lot of stuff in in a very <laughs> short amount of time. So, um, yes, we, we get a lot of stuff shoehorned in, and everything you see, we, we try to make the um, the most of. You know, uh, we have a casting company that, that brings people in for the items that we have. Usually, we don't know about it until, like, the the, um, the day of, so we kind of have to scramble to, you know, oh, you know, it's like, oh, my God, what do I know about me? Miracle Man. What do I know about the USS flag? <laughs> yes, well, that's, that's all Ming. Anything G.I. Joe related, we just like throw over to him. So I was a little jealous of him that, that episode. Uh, I personally wasn't, but that's a, <laughs> nice that some, and, and Ming will be heartened to know that somebody's finally somebody's jealous of him. Uh, <laughs> that was, see, that was always, that was one of my holy grails as a kid that I could never get that, but seeing him play with oh, it, yeah, I was I like, Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he, Muse played with it. The next day, uh, Muse had it set up in the back, <laughs> and uh, it was insane because he's sitting there playing with it, and we're like, "You're a grown man, right?" I mean, <laughs> well, I, yeah. he, he's like, eh, you know, rumors. Yeah, rumors are kind of true. <laughs> yeah, so, some might argue with it whether he's a grown man or not, but you know. So, so I guess no, he's, Muse is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like him. N- Knowing how awesome Muse is, which is the the scariest phase to be around him in? Back when he was all strung out, or sober, or now sober as a parent? <laughs> uh, no, sober as a parent is really—it's cool to watch him because he is—he is an amazing dad. Um, I didn't see him much. He was—he was mostly out in California when he was uh, like newly sober, and you know his first uh, first year. And uh, and I remember Muse is always—he's a sweet person. He's a—he's a genuinely kind human being. So just of that, he's. he's 
he's always been, you know, even when I was just like one of the reservists, he, you know, just a nice guy. Yeah, he it, seems it, like it. It was always, I always loved seeing him on screen. And then, of course, when the internet really started to go big and hear about the backstory, I'm like, that's, that's such a sad thing to hear, seeing how fun he, he seems and how genuine he seems. Um, yeah. And, and when I heard, you know, Kevin put the ultimatum of clean up or I'm done with you film, yeah. film wise and he cleaned up, I'm like, okay, all right. My no, respect level for him. It. I mean, we had to, yeah. No, you, you can't scare uh, an alcoholic or a junkie. So I mean, he had to he had to learn the hard way of what you know yeah. what that means. So, but he definitely, I have I've been glad to see the turnaround and and glad to see oh, where he's at yeah. today. He's amazing. Just a really really great guy. It's always fun when he shows up on an episode of Comic Book Man. Or- Oh yeah, it makes things very interesting on set. <laughs> so, so when you see on the call sheet for the day that Jason's coming in, is it an oh crap? What are we in for? What's what's the surprise today? Or uh, that's part of it, but uh, also you have to realize that I mean, uh, when when you're on comic book man you've got um and you add uh a fist to the four because we're we're used to each other's um like uh, we can tell there's certain tells when like brian's about to say something so we don't step on each other right and unfortunately sometimes uh jay jay being on will throw that out of whack <laughs> and then and then a string of uh stuff that we we can't show on tv <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> Uh, I wish we could get like a blooper reel. The stuff that um, that they couldn't show on TV. One time we did a banter, just Brian and, and I riffed on um, the first time we met, and we made up this backstory about how we uh, we got high on uh, amyl nitrate and infiltrated <laughs> a um, a uh, retirement home. <laughs> And how they're still looking for the retirement home murderers and, you know, <laughs> the retirement home killers and stuff like that. And we swore we would never tell anyone. And it's just, just a look on Walt's face as we're going off. And Ming is like, oh, my God, what you did what? And just it was it was awesome. It's got to be around someplace. I, uh, that's what Blu-rays are for when, you, when it gets put to Blu-ray. You know what? I would I would love to get uh, Comic Book Man on either DVD or Blu-ray. That would be awesome. Uh, hell, we can't even get a streaming. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done that. Mm-hmm. So am I. So am I. It's it's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys you guys have been around long enough now. It should be. You think it would just be automatic? Uh, you would think, but no. It's it's very strange. But hey, it's it's their money. They can AMC can do whatever they want with us. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> I was, what? Go ahead, Derek. I was gonna say, as long as they keep, uh, as long as they keep you going, I'll be happy. That's awesome. Thanks. That's that's nice to hear. It's we fun. love doing it, and uh, yeah, as long as AMC keeps keeps uh, saying yes to us, you know that we love hearing that. That that's been guys need to uh, get uh, Chris Hardwick as uh, doing a uh, after show. <laughs> you know, else. Yeah, talking comic book men. Yeah, no, yeah. no one's staying up till two a.m. for that one. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that you kidding? I would love to be on his uh, his talking show. Yeah, yeah. See, and that was that was one of the things I loved about the the podcast that y'all were doing was you know get all the the backstory behind the episode that aired 
Oh yeah, that, su- that Sunday. Um, yeah, and, and then it just yeah, stopped. Yeah, that just kind and of fell by the wayside. It. And I miss it. <laughs> I was one of your. You know what? Uh, um, we got you instead now. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll uh, I'll try to get Ming to to boot it back up. You know, maybe we can. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can see. You know, season seven definitely. You know, start it back up. Yeah, that was, uh, I enjoyed listening to the podcast. That was a fun part of it. Yeah, see, I, I'm one of those bonus feature junkies, and to me, that was yeah. the bonus features to to come. Yeah, man. cool, awesome. Then that's what we'll do. I'll make sure that Ming uh, sets aside an hour every week for it. <laughs> Does he have an hour a week? He's, he's awful busy these oh, days. You're absolutely right. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have to Skype him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, hey, we might be able to Skype in and help with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool. I'll, I'll take you guys up on that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's been the one bit looking back over the years that you're like, well, why did we do this bit for the show? <laughs> Besides the entertainment, but maybe it wasn't as funny um, as, as we thought it was. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's there's very little that fell flat, um, just because of editing. Thank God. <laughs> but there there were. Uh, I mean, there are some things that I look back and I'm like mortified by. Of course. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the finished product, like the the kids' birthday party, that was that turned out to be amazing. And it was much funnier oh, yeah. than than we thought it would be. Mm. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I look back on like Ming's and my wedding. Yeah, I was just like, going to say that. God, someday my kids are going to. Well, actually, my kids have watched it, and they're like, "Daddy, Dad, you're not really married to Mr. Ming, are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, New Jersey is a tolerant state, is." <laughs> Uh, the birthday party at a comic book shop. I was, we did that down here for my daughter. So there was one shop that here in town that at the time had a area for parties. And we were told it was one of the best parties that people had ever been to. Oh, no kidding. That's cool. So there's it, it, something about a comic book shop. It, it's just a great place. It is. It is. It's, it's magic. It's like Tahiti. It's magical. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what we did instead of the, the trinket bag, instead of the little bags of of crap trinkets that end up thrown away two hours later. We bought gift mm-hmm. cards. We, we bought $10 gift cards oh, for awesome. everyone. I said, oh, here, here's $10. Go spend it in the store. If it costs more than 10 bucks, yeah, and usually- that's on you guys. <laughs> exactly. I hope you guys have cash. <laughs> so so we gave back to the store and encouraged, encouraged Dude, them awesome. to, to get into the idea of comic book stores are cool. <laughs> Well, you're, God bless you, because uh, we need all the help we can get. Yes. Mm. I mean, we have we have our hook. We have our niche. You know, we're, we're, we're getting to have a bomb. But uh, a lot of people don't have that out there. I think that, that's kind of sad. Yeah. That the, uh, yeah. the local comic book store is going the way of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although, it'll be like... Um, Hopefully, it'll be like uh, record stores and, and start to make a comeback. Yeah, definitely. I hope. Yeah, I miss well, record stores. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? And liquor stores? No, liquor, liquor. stores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever be in danger. No. No, no. Not even with prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bathtub around somewhere. Yep. Right. So, are you guys? Uh, do you guys have a lot of cons this year that you're going to? Or um, I go back my cons because uh, I like my family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to me, or anything, but that man does a con every weekend, and it's a lunacy. Yeah, I and, don't. Uh, I just believe that. <laughs> and no, God bless him, because I, I mean, I believe when we go out and do a con, my role out there is I'm sort of. Uh, um, 
like an ambassador for comic book men. I, I want people to know that, you know, the show's out there and that, you know, we're, we're approachable and you can come out and see us at the stash. And uh, I mean, if you want my, my signature, I'll give it to you, of course. But, um, you know, just going out and partying with the fans, not my cup of tea. I, I, uh, <laughs> I will definitely back it up. Um, when I met you guys at Megacon 2014. Oh my God. Yeah. That in was Orlando. years ago. Yeah. Uh, you guys were great. And I, and I know, uh, I was that one guy who probably y'all were thankful for. It kept Ming busy talking about tech audio gear and tech gear. <laughs> um, and you guys were very approachable, and I, I loved chatting with you guys that day, despite the fact Brian Thank you was, so much, Jim. Despite the fact Brian was sick as a dog. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Brian uh, Brian always gets sick at cons. It's uh, not fun. He, oh. he's a lot of, and that's why he doesn't shake hands anymore. He usually does fist bumps. But, oh, yeah. yeah we, we had a lot of, uh, yeah, Brian, Brian he's, he's a delicate snowflake. <laughs> I, I don't even think he was fist bumping that day he, or that weekend because of how sick he was. He just said, I'm sick. It's best to hide. Sure. Right. Hey, can I shake your hand? Hey, can I projectile vomit on you? Sure. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably try to sell that on eBay. Yeah. Well, yeah I've seen worse things. <laughs> True. So, so we've seen it with shows like Jackass or a few other. When do we get Comic Book Men, the movie? It's a great idea. You know what? Uh, they, isn't it six seasons in a movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, it ain't happening. So, <laughs> you know what? The closest you might get is if Kevin throws us into Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, that, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be in that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to start tweeting him and, and let him know. Right. Yeah, just get online. He, he follows uh, or he, he reads every one of his Twitter. So. If you tweet him, he will he will read it. Nice. Well, we we've had Ming on the show. You're you're the same. I'm so sorry. It <laughs> wasn't too bad. I, I think that was I was before you and Derek or Brett and Derek were on, isn't it? Or is that yeah, right after? Yeah, before us. Yeah, I was with Marty. Yeah. Um, I would love to get Kevin on the show. I would love to get Walt on the show as well. Yeah. Walt um, Walt does one podcast and one only, and actually he does two. One he'll do with Kevin, and the other one is uh, telling Steve Dave. I, I don't think you'll be able to get, unfortunately, Walt. <laughs> uh, Brian is also kind of Brian's like, eh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those I would love to, but I, I know reality. I mean, I was able to tell with with Brian, I mean, even from watching the show, he he's just, he'll talk to you. He's a very private person. But he, he just right. doesn't want to do the show thing. No, it, he's, uh, he's the furthest from, he does con for the same reason that I do him. It's because. Um, promote the well, show. Well, actually, Brian does it for, uh, no, Brian does it for other reasons, because uh, what else does he have to do? Uh, <laughs> Free travel? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that too. And yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is, and that's why Walt does very few cons. He will do um, like one or two cons a year because um, it's someplace his family wants to go. All right. And I know, yeah, I know he, does, he doesn't like to travel much. So no, he does not fly. Walt mm. will never fly. Yeah. Yeah, he's bad experience uh, flying once, so he will never fly again. Wow. Not even like uh, the B.A. Baraka thing. We can't dope his milk. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Walt does not forget stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been chatting with Mike Zapsik talking about doping milk. And uh, <laughs> um, I was going to go somewhere and just lost it. <laughs> 
You're like, all right, doped milk. Um, yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> so of places you can go with that. Of, uh, the uh, comic landscape right now with uh, DC and the big two, DC and Marvel? Oh, uh, DC and Marvel. Uh, I think that uh, Marvel's been putting out some great stuff with their Star Wars, but yes. the other stuff, they're, they're too, um, unfortunately, they, they are too um, crossover-driven. Yeah. I think they should do what DC did uh, with Rebirth and actually New 52 and go back to the basics. Whatever mm-hmm. made your characters um, relevant in the 40s, 50s, and 60s can work now. Right. You know, it's, I mean, unfortunately, Unfortunately, the uh, the DC stable back in the day was um, mostly goofy. Back in like the, the 50s and 60s, it was all sci-fi and and like right. oversized typewriters and <laughs> you know complicated uh, complicated death traps. But you know, story you know it, it's really where it's like story matters. It's it's like AMC's logo. You know, mm-hmm. right. story matters here, and I think DC realizes that. Uh, Marvel Marvel's a little slow on the uptake. Mm. They've got some good series series out there. Uh, there. There are some really bright spots in there, like the infamous Iron Man. It's really cool. It's really yeah, well done. Yeah. Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. Bendis is uh, knocking it out of the park. Their Star Wars stuff is, is amazing. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise, meh. I mean, Spider-Man as a bargain basement Tony Stark is kind of cool, but everybody everybody loves Spider-Man as like Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask, being the, the main thing I'm collecting from Marvel um, that's in my pool box is the Star Wars titles. Mm-hmm. Fa- favorite title out of the Star Wars line from that and, and least favorite um, I, I love Darth Vader I think that that was amazing that was that was a 25 issue well actually with Vader down it's like a 30 issue story arc yeah and there were there were a couple of clunky notes but for the most part they, they you know it was the Vader you, you know and love yeah you know, was he wasn't really and, and I thought the, Anakin I thought that bringing in uh, the new characters Afra. Triple uh, Zero and BT were were great as well. Of course, it was, you know you need an ensemble cast, and um, you know Vader didn't have any thought balloons. Vader didn't have any inner monologue. Vader said what he he thought, and you, you knew his motivation right away. Right. So you know there was no no. You know there was, there was no, <laughs> right. that part of it. You know there wasn't any uh, you know uh, Hayden uh, Christensen you know bullcrap going on. It was, right. it was yeah. pretty straightforward. Mm. You know, he, Speaking of that, are you a little fearful that's what we might see in the new Vader series, a.k.a. Vader Year mm. One? No, no. I think that um, he's really angry. I think that that's the one thing at the end of... Uh, actually, um, if, if you watch, uh, and, and I'm sure you guys saw Rogue One, oh, yeah. that's Vader. That's the Vader you're going to see. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I know at Celebration, uh, Charles Soule said that <laughs> it literally picks up where the cameras cut in Revenge of the Sith. is right after he says okay. no. So we, okay. we well, see the creation no of... Yeah, we see Vader uh, coming out of... Yeah. Uh, the tank and he's in his armor and he's got no place else to go. He's, right. he's put all his eggs in this basket and this mm-hmm. is all he's got left. And you're going to see, uh, I mean, I'm hoping to see like really like angry Vader. I would love to see yeah. that's the last, the last uh, two minutes of Rogue One, just mm-hmm. him just decimating. He, yeah. he killed children and which is, horrible. So, I mean, this is a, a bad guy on the galactic scale, you know? Right. There's right. a guy who is not above doing that. And so, it's now, well, not uh, one of those things where you're like, oh, this is awesome. No, it's like, wow, this is this guy's depraved. Now, well, I think it's least, easy to forget that sometimes. Yeah. 
Now, what about... Yeah, he went... Uh, I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I mean, here's a guy who... I mean, he he went through an awful lot to get where he he was. He ended up. So, you know, what's what's a few more atrocities? Right, yeah. Now, what about least favorite book in the Marvel run? Or in the Star Wars uh, universe? Star Wars Marvel run? Uh, I wasn't too hip on the Lando. Yeah, I wasn't I either. I think that, that that was all that great. Okay. Because, I, I mean, he, Lando was never anything more than, like, a secondary character. Mm. And, I mean, he, definitely a cool character, even smoother than, you know, uh, Han Solo. <laughs> and, again, the, the main Star Wars title was kind of... It, it had uh, more misses than hits, in my opinion. You know, the whole, uh, they, they became um, nerf herders for uh, a page and a half oh, when yeah. they lost mm-hmm. all the money. Yeah. They were supposed to go out and get supplies, and uh, Han uh, gambled it away. That's kind of yeah. stupid. Mm. Yeah, it had definitely had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will definitely agree with you. The Vader the Vader series was great. Uh, and I'm loving the new Afro series. Um, I would say my least favorite book was the C-3PO one-shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the most expensive free comic book day book I've ever bought. Yeah, and um, yeah, Anthony Daniel shouldn't be allowed out or around my children or anybody's children. So. <laughs> He's our generation, Jonathan Harris. So. <laughs> Uh, I, it's so weird. I I read someplace where uh, Anthony Daniels used to berate Kenny Baker, you know, and treat him like he was just, you know, yeah, uh, like he was a PA, and it, it's just that that always kind of left a you know, yeah, a you, bad feeling for him. So you you, you look at the the non staged. Um, on-set shots that weren't the promo shots and, and you could see the the um, how Anthony felt no pun intended that Kenny was beneath him yeah and it, that's just it, I mean yeah the guy got the, the role because he fit in inside the um the R2-D2 thing, but you know what? He's he's one of your castmates, so don't yeah. treat him less than, so I, I don't mm. know. I, like I said, just meh. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? On the internet? Um, oh my God, dear. are you guys like following me on porn sites and stuff? No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we weren't going to tell you, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. We're cloning you right now. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm actually on Twitter. I'm at Michael Zapsic, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-Z-A-P-C-I-C. I've got a Facebook fan page. And um, you can you can actually listen to um, I Sell Comic every Thursday. It usually drops on Kevin's Modco Network. And uh, Ming and I also do um, a show called uh, The Ming and Mike Show, which we, we don't necessarily talk about comic, but mostly pop culture related stuff and we just go off on rants i had totally forgot that y'all had started that we did yeah uh, we used to do this morning show and kevin had dreamlined uh smodco where you know he he um he stopped doing uh morning shows all the the stuff that that uh he was doing like on um on monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday we were going live uh, from nine to eleven and uh so but we uh you know we we decided we we like doing it and um people like hearing so we kept on doing it. Now we're on like five different networks. Oh, nice. And you can find us on iTunes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we thank you for coming on. I and thank you guys for listening to me ramble. And we would love to love to have you come back. Maybe get you and Ming on at the same time. Wow, that'd be weird. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, just you know, drop us a line and uh, you know, you know where we're at.
I sure do. Well, th- thank you, Mike, for coming on. Check them out on AMC on Comic Book Men. Uh, should be on your on demand channel as what on the AMC on demand or on the app, so you can catch up on previous episodes before the new season drops this fall. And uh, looking forward to the new season. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you. And until next time, want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.